0: Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie. Dale and I have taken off for the week of Christmas, but we are releasing a Patreon episode for you guys. We want everyone to have a safe and happy new year, and we will be back after the new year with a lot more episodes and some cool interviews and some interesting stuff for you guys. So stay tuned, and we wish everybody a happy new year. Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. This is our Patreon episode. What's going on, Dale? What's going on, man? Uh, trying to give everybody a, something a little bit different to listen to on our Patreon account. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah.
1: We're going to do some, uh, I think we've. it's uh, a good idea, we we'll start doing some shorts, we we'll do some some freestyling, just some, some fun stuff, man. We need to, we're going to crank it up a little bit this time.
0: Talk about some little true crime stories that are out there, there's not much on them.
1: But there's still really cool stories and, you know. I think it'd be cool.
0: Yeah. But on this episode, we're going to talk about the Brown's Chicken Massacre. This is something I've learned recently that I discovered, and it's kind of a little interesting story, dude.
1: The Brown's Chicken Massacre. That yeah. sounds exciting.
0: It took place at Brown's Chicken and Pasta. This was in Palatine, Illinois. Okay. But now, this took place on January the 8th of 1993. Wow. And this is when seven people were shot and killed. What? At the Browns, Chicken and Pasta. Now, the victims included the owners. Their names were Richard and Lynn Ehlenfeldt and five employees. Wow. Their names were, I hope I don't butcher these names, dude. Uh, One of the employees' names was Guadalupe Maldonado. Very good. Michael C. Castro, uh, Rico El Solis, and Thomas Menes. And Marcus Nelson. Hmm. Now, the assailants that came into the store, the restaurant there, they stole between $1,800 and 1900 dollars from the restaurant.
1: Which would be about three thousand five hundred today. Yeah,
0: somewhere there. Yeah. So they got that for these lives, man. Wow. Yeah. But the uh, the two owners' daughters were scheduled to be at the restaurant that night, but happened to not be present at the time of the killing. Now, Whoa. yeah. Now, how many times we heard that people just hadn't not be there? Something happened; they couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. But uh, the third daughter, Jennifer, she was later elected to the Wisconsin State Senate. Wow! Yeah, so maybe her.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the bowling alley thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So maybe her being in office, you know, political office, maybe she can you know do something to find her parents' killers and stuff. Right. But now, Michael Castro's parents. He was one of the victims there called the police a couple hours after closing time and later guadalupe maldonado's wife called the police and was concerned that her husband did not return home from work right and that his car was still apparently there at the brown's chicken parking lot
1: even though they were closed Yeah. yeah should be
0: now when officers arrived at the building they spotted the rear employee's door open hmm and inside that's when they found seven bodies oh wow some face down and some face up in a cooler and a walk-in refrigerator
1: oh wow yeah so they so apparently they had been killed and then stashed in the freezer yeah or 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 in the walk-in cooler
0: marched them back there and killed them back there oh one of the two yeah i didn't think about that now when the palatine police found the bodies it was more than five and a half hours after the 9 p.m closing Mm. yeah so now, in March of 2002, this was more than nine years after the murders, there was a woman by the name of Anne Lockett. She came forward and implicated a former boyfriend of hers. His name was James Degorski. Hmm. Uh, and his associate, uh, Juan Luna, uh, she implicated them in the crime. Wow! Now, Luna, who was then at the age of 18, was a former employee of that restaurant. So okay. Yeah. And in April two thousand two, the Palatine Police Department they matched DNA sample from Luna to a sample of saliva from a piece of partially eaten chicken. What? Yeah, that was found in the garbage during the crime scene investigation. So that was some good investigation. You damn right. Now the chicken was kept in a freezer for most of the time since the crime. And testimony at trial indicated it was not frozen for several days after discovery and was allowed to thaw several times for examination and testing in the hope of you know some eventual match via you know i guess some sophisticated methods they had at yeah the time. almost 10 years later yeah now the palatine police department took the two the two suspects into custody on may 16th of 2002 now luna confessed to the crime during an interrogation. Mm, Broke down. Yeah, and through his lawyers would later claim that he was coerced to do so through police brutality and threats of deportation. I guess that was going to send him back across the border. Yeah, well, that's how they probably did. Yep. Now, on May the 10th of 2007, Juan Luna was found guilty of all seven counts of murder. And he was sentenced to life in prison without parole on May 17th. And the state sought the death penalty which was available at the time but the jury's vote of um, 11 to 1 in favor of the death penalty fell short of the required unanim- mm. unanimity uh required yeah,
1: okay, a unanimous vote yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i can't I can't,
0: I can't talk tonight <laughs> yeah so on september the 29th of 2009 james Degorski was found guilty of all seven counts of murder Largely on the testimony of his former girlfriend that we mentioned, mm. Ann Anne Lockett, and another woman who both stated that Degorski confessed to them. And on October the 20th of 2009, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And all but two jurors voted for the death penalty. Mm.
1: They should have given it the fucking death penalty. Yeah. Oops. Sorry.
0: So now in, in March of 2014, a jury awarded James Degorski. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars in compensation and punitive damages after being beaten by a sheriff's deputy in Cook County Jail in May of two thousand two. He suffered facial fractures and that required surgery. And the deputy was uh, eventually dismissed. Now, this incident had an adverse effect on the entire Browns Chicken franchise. I okay, guess so. Yeah, sales at all restaurants dropped thirty-five percent within months of that. This incident. And the company eventually had to close 100 restaurants in the Chicago area. Oh, wow. Now, the building this uh, happened in uh, was razed and knocked down in 2001 and briefly housed a dry cleaning establishment. And then, uh, standing vacant for many years, there was a Chase branch that was constructed at the former location. Hmm. So, as of February of 2021, uh, Luna... And Gorski are imprisoned at the Stateville Correctional Center, a prison for men in Crest Hill, Illinois. Hmm. So, yes, yeah, a good little story. Uh, I it, was, it was a good
1: story, but it's a story. It's a
0: good uh, justice story. Justice it's was found. A, it's an
1: interesting a, story. Very interesting story. Wow. Yeah. So, they basically went in and just killed everybody for some money. Yeah,
0: for a couple thousand dollars, man.
1: And a piece of chicken that threw in the trash to got her caught.
0: Yeah. Pitiful. So this is uh, Jagorski who got $451,000 in compensation you know, after being beaten. I mean, he's in life in jail. When, when I had that money, I, I mean, hope
1: it went to the family of somebody. Yeah. Whoever's family, those uh, those girls. That,
0: Their parents were murdered. Or, yeah. Or some of the employees. Yeah, he
1: shouldn't get nothing. I don't care how bad he's beaten. No.
0: They probably deserved it at the time.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He probably deserves it about every day. I mean, you couldn't think about it.
0: Yeah, mm,
1: just go in there and kill seven people and throw them in the damn cooler and for a couple grand. Yeah, don't care. I guess uh, moral of this story is don't don't tell your girlfriend everything. Yeah, stupid people. Yeah, but
0: well, that's our Patreon episode this week. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> try to put one of these out every couple of weeks.
1: Well, we'll do a little better uh, on most. I think uh, this short and it's uh, short and sweet, but it's a uh, it's a really cool story. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think we you guys uh we really appreciate you guys uh coming on board as Patreons and you deserve more than you've been getting. So we're really trying to we're really trying to get in gear and do some good stuff this year. So we really appreciate your patience. Thanks so much for hanging in there with us. We love you guys.
0: We love y'all a bunch. All right, Dale. We're gonna get out of here, bud. Let's roll, brother. Have a good we'll see you guys. See ya.